welcome to another episode of the Defining Her Story podcast. This episode was originally recorded as our Facebook talk show last summer, but the topic is still relevant today. What is woman defined? Is society changing the definition of what it means to be a woman or things just going off the deep end? Have things gone too far or are we not being inclusive enough? Is this just really a bunch of noise over nothing? Tune in as our amazing panel shares their thoughts, insights, and experiences. We're waiting on. All right, so we are live. Good morning, everyone. And thank you, ladies. You need to move a little closer. We're going to act like we like each other. (laughs) We're getting all nice and cozy here. So thank you so much to everyone who has joined us. I am going to watch the cord blow. That's all I got to say. Um, So we're just, we're, can't see Han. Can you see? No, she's good. No, she's good. Yeah. Trust me. You're good. Yeah, yeah. That's okay. That's what I was saying. So yeah. Okay. So hi. So that's Blair that I'm chatting with. She is the tech volunteer. So thank you so much for Blair being our tech volunteer today. I'm making sure that we could hear and everything. Um, Real quick, thank you to Han, who is our location sponsor for our talk show today. We are at the Perfect Latte in Richmond. Uh, on the Grand Parkway, right kind of next to uh, the Regal Movie Theater. So you have to be sure to come here because they have amazing coffee. Um, exactly, Auntie. Oh, that's the morning note show. Oh, my gosh. It's amazing. Um, so before I have everyone introduce themselves and everything, I just want to kind of give some reminders to our audience that's watching from home. Um, when we are saying things, you hear stuff that you like and you agree with, Let us know by giving us some thumbs up, give us some hearts, that kind of thing. Um, Please, when questions are being asked here, that's going to you as well. So be sure to like answer questions in the comments. Also, if you've got any questions for us, go ahead and ask those questions there because again, we'll answer them here. If you're watching this on the replay, still again, put it in the comments because we're always uh, watching for those comments and answering it there as well. Um, thank you to the live audience that is here. Woo! Thank you so much. Yay! Thank you, thank you, thank you. I appreciate you being here. Um, and so, real quick, um, our topic today is um, the definition of woman. And is it changing? Do we need to be modifying uh, that, introduc- uh, that word? And so, what I'd like for my panel to do, and they're going to be introducing themselves too, so some stuff might seem a little obvious, but they're introducing themselves also for the purpose of the podcast. Um, And so when you introduce yourself, if you could also share with everyone the perspective that you're bringing to the conversation about the definition of woman. So I'm going to swing it down to the end right here with Han. Go ahead, Han. I thought I saved the best for last. Oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) That's why Kayla's on the end. I'm just kidding. Thank you. I am Han Wynn. I am the post-generation Vietnamese migrant here in this country. Uh, I came here at 14 and uh, through a long journey, uh, here I am sitting here on a broadcast and talk show with Christina. Thank you. Uh, I have a few perspectives uh, in regarding to being an Asian, being a migrant, and um, being an American woman here uh, today. That's what I uh, would like to uh, bring into the discussion. Well, hi everybody, I'm Leslie Richardson. Uh, again, um, Co-host, or what? Yes, ma'am. You are co-host. Yes, you are. So, thanks for this. is a good topic, Uh, and I am bringing the perspective of African American woman to this conversation. So, it'll be interesting. Yes. Mm -hmm. 
Um, I am Nancy Sabino. I am a Hispanic woman. Um, so I'm bringing that perspective along with my millennial perspective um, oh, and, and also, I guess, a CEO of a company. So I think that may add, add something to it. So, awesome. um, I'm Rebecca Council. Uh, I am a, and you're probably going to be like, what? I am a cisgender, which means that I identify as a woman. I was born as a woman. Um, but I'm also gender non-conforming. So my... Um, my clothes aren't strictly always female. Sometimes they're female male. Sometimes they're mixed. Sometimes they're all male. Um, so I'm bringing that part of the conversation in. Hello, ladies. Uh, my name is Kayla Lozano, and uh, my perspective is uh, Latina as well. I am also uh, bringing forth a very proud transgender woman perspective and um, visual impaired blind community perspective. And it's great to be here. Thank you very much. And thank you so much. I really am very, just before we get, I was very humbled and very honored by the women who were on the panel today and by being, wanting to be a part of this discussion. I really appreciate that. So thank you very much to all of you for being here. I really, when any, anybody wants to like come and do stuff with me, I'm like, yay, thanks. What about um, your perspective? Uh, my perspective is that of a nerd. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that's just. That is just, I'm Christina Mead. I am uh, with Nerdy Girl Success, and so I'm bringing uh, the perspective of um, just a, a generic lady. Never generic. I'm generic. <laughs> Nothing generic about me. So the, the first question that's going out, um, so I'm going to ask it to the panel, and I'm asking it out there to uh, the audience as well. Um, just what? how do you define woman? So just... To anybody who wants to pop in, how do you define woman? I think that it's difficult for one person to define woman for everybody. And so for me, I know that when I hear the word woman, um, I think of somebody who identifies as a female. Um, because even though they were born with female genitalia, mm -hmm. they may not identify as a woman. Mm -hmm. So I think that it's anybody who identifies as a female, not necessarily maybe has female genitalia. Um, and so I think that, you know, it's all about who you are to your core. And that's one of the things that I like to stress because people are like, you don't ever wear dresses. No, I don't ever wear a dress. Me either. It's not who I am to my core. I would feel uncomfortable wearing a dress, I would actually, and I've said this many, many times, I would feel like a cross-dresser in a dress. Hmm. And so even though people think that I'm a cross-dresser now, and back in the olden days, I would be considered a cross-dresser. Huh. Well, yeah, because wearing guys' clothes, because we like yep. to wear guys' style yeah. clothes. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah. And so for me, wearing a dress... Um, I think any of us are in dresses. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> even even like how she's dressed she'd with be the pearls, yes. I would no oh, Nancy, Nancy, Nancy with the pearls. I would pearls. feel like I was cross dressing. So oh, I think it just depends on on how you identify to your core mm -hmm. and not necessarily your genitalia. I think it's very interesting because uh, growing up, I was a tomboy. Um, I was always in shorts, uh, basketball shirts. I mean, it, 
you could not catch me in a dress. Yeah. It wasn't until I was older uh, and a mom, I guess, more so, that I then started to identify more with femininity mm -hmm. and starting to enjoy it. Yeah. Um, but before, I mean, you could not catch me at all in a dress or anything like that, whereas now I enjoy it. And I used to question, you know, what is a woman, Right. Um, even when I was younger, because I didn't fit into the definition that was put in front of me, either by my peers or my parents or uh, who I had as examples. Yeah. Interesting. I really would quick want to just um, thank you, first of all, everybody who's like popping in and saying uh, good morning. So thank you to Aaron and Blair and to Tracy. Um, and I think Carol is there. Thank you guys. Good morning so much for joining us. And Aaron is popping in and she says, I think woman is a self-definition. So kind of like what you were saying, Rebecca, um, not a definition to put on others. And then Tracy had said, every single person on your beautifully diverse panel this morning defines woman, in my opinion. Um, the definition is as individual as every person on the earth. So, and that is, so do you, is that how you guys feel too? That like, that is like, we get to decide, like each individual person gets to decide, you know, I mean, or what do you think, Kayla? Well, that's a, I think it's a great question because it's one that I pretty much struggled with, uh, for, um, uh, most of my life growing up. Um, right. I had the great opportunity of being raised in an in a family that was predominantly female. Um, and uh, my mother was a single parent, uh, extremely strong. She taught me, you know, the epitome of a woman. And that's where I got to see firsthand what it was like to be a strong woman um, that had, uh, was, was vulnerable, um, that was experiencing a lot of hardship, but at the same time was still pushing forward. Um, so I had that opportunity to, to, to really live in that in, in those experiences but at the same time um, in my own personal life I struggled because I, I wanted uh, the barriers and the challenges of, of, of being a trans woman um, uh, who was not um, quite visible at that time at, mm -hmm. at such an early age and in a, in a time that was very difficult to kind of be myself right so I kind of had to hold that in um, and suppress that for years so my definition of, uh, for, for being a woman is, of course, very personal to me. Um, I think it's all-encompassing. It's strength. It's vulnerable. Um, it's hidden at times, but at times it's pretty much very much out there, just like in this kind of platform. Yeah, absolutely. And so, like, and that's interesting that you said that because um, I, in doing the research for the show, um, I looked up, so like, okay, so like, what is the dictionary definition of woman? So... Um, the dictionary defines uh, woman as being adult, human, female, biologically. Get this. This kind of like... Um, member of the fair slash gentle sex. <clears throat> and then um, capable of bearing offspring. So like that is like what the dictionary was defining wow. as what woman is. I know. And so like that was one of the things. And I think I posed... Um, the question to uh, Rebecca and Kayla, I think we, I posted this question to you guys in the Facebook chat of like, so is there a difference between female and woman? Because like for me, uh, being the, the science teacher kind of person that I am, I'm kind of like, well, there's definitely like physiologically there are the differences where like when you're talking about like organisms and things like that, like if we strip away like essentially like your human essence and things, then you've 
it's part of classification of an organism. So do we have like female like that, like female is an organism that produces ova, and then woman is like that how you feel, like like you were saying, like to your core. I was just kind of wondering like how you guys feel about like, is that something you're like, no, Christina, you are so off your pocket, isn't it? <laughs> no, I think definitely that there's a difference. I identify as a female because I am cisgender. Mm -hmm. um, and so I don't identify as a male, but I don't, I, when I was younger and people would call me a lady, it would piss me off. Oh, I remember calling <laughs> you a lady. I am not Oh my God, she must bit my head off. <laughs> you know, back in the day, a lady sat proper. She sat mm -hmm. with her legs crossed. Oh, yes. Or her ankles crossed. And her ankles. Yes. She sat with her hands placed properly in her lap. Yes, ma'am. You know, I'm she had like, the perfect... Oh, my God. <laughs> so, you can't see. Those people who are watching, watching me in the podcast, yes, cross her legs, her hands are crossed. We're very nice and elegant. <laughs> it's all about making yourself smaller. Yes. <laughs> and so, I think that woman carries that type of connotation with it. Mm -hmm. And so... I much rather be preferred being called a female other than a woman okay. because I think that still in my head and you know when I see people from the good old boys club yeah they don't refer to us as females they refer to us as little lady or the woman <laughs> of the house yeah and you know that's just not true in my house we have two women and my wife is much stronger than I am yeah and so you know, it's, I think for me, it's all about perception and maybe the times that you were brought up in and the places that right. you were brought up in. And I was to say about that yeah. as far as where you're brought up. Um, that's interesting you say all that. So I was born and raised in Oakland, California, San Francisco mm -hmm. at the time, you know, growing up 30% gay and we saw a little bit of everything. And so I was exposed to a little bit of everything at a very early age by yeah. default and never thought anything different. Um, but as far as the definition of a woman, I truly believe it is in your mind what, you know, anybody can call themselves a woman and right. believe it and, hey, if that's what you call yourself, that's what you are. Right. That's how I've always seen it. Right. Because I've seen that, I mean, back when, it, um, when it was the term, what we're saying, the term um, transvestite. Oh, that's right. Yeah, we were, yes. Uh -huh. And so, you know, or cross-dresser or what have you, and if you're, if you identify as being a woman, that's... I was brought up, that's what you are, because that's what I saw. That's how, right. that's how they introduced themselves to me, and that's what you are. But I think as far as their, you know, what you're exposed to growing up and the environment you're in, that has a lot right. to do with it, because even just the thought of like the whole strong black woman and all this, right. you know, black women have been through a lot over the years and what have you, but, but so I, I do prefer the term woman over, over female, to be oh, honest. Nice. Okay. Um, because that's interesting, the dictionary Mm -hmm. definition about the whole childbearing and all that yeah because not all women can have babies right exactly not all women want to have babies right thank you um that's another story that's right. another episode <laughs> that's another but episode that should yeah. not define you as a woman right even if you have the equipment so right. to speak right. to give birth yeah right and so um and i just went all over the place with that but that's it's, okay. but that's just, it's, you know no, it's a very personal great. thing exactly think, so that's yeah. one of the things too that i'm, I'm kind of wondering and um, why i kind of uh ask the panel that I have here is because I'm wondering if culturally the um, dynamics of you know woman and man how that plays into how you are perceiving like I'm just wondering like within like you're bringing up uh, Han like how is that 
um, communicated verbally and non-verbally about what a woman is. Okay, so that's interesting. That, that you use the word perceive. Mm -hmm. So for me, it is a self-perception. Uh, growing up, watching my mom, I came here when I was 14. So uh, my dad, uh, after the war, he was in the concentration camp for six years. So I didn't even know that he existed until I was six. So my, my mom stayed and waited for him until he came back. So watching her over the years going through that, I learned to be a strong woman. And, yeah. and then I'll see women that go out and work and bring home the bacon yeah. versus the man in my culture, in my country. And then the male is just nonchalant sitting in a coffee shop smoking and having a nonchalant conversation and then go home and beat up the woman. Oh. So, funny stories I would uh, tell my late grandfather, can you teach me Kung Fu? She oh. said, for what? I said, so I can beat up my husband. Right. <laughs> wow, <laughs> just like you had the yeah, expectation and like that's totally what I'm going to end up like with. Because wow. I see that, I hear that and I'm like, no, it's not going to happen. Not yeah. to me. Mm -hmm. yeah. wow. So that's, that's how I become the woman I am today. Just curious, do you know how to, did he teach you? My dad won't let me because I think he's afraid I'm going to kill somebody. <laughs> that's what I was kind of like, that's what I was kind of like, I was like so okay, so Jeff, no, exactly, just like, note to self, unknows yeah. kung fu. <laughs> Angel popped in and he said um, his definition of woman is a human, strong and vulnerable, unique but similar, perfect yet flawed. And Aaron is, I know, I'm like, it sounds like Angel. Angel I is, like him. Angel is Nancy's <laughs> husband. Uh, he knew better. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Angel is, Angel is. You taught him well. I know, right? No, Angel, Angel is, is, I was going to say, yeah, I just, that's just who we're we throwing shade to Angel's work. way, but he really is, and honestly, like, that is who Angel is, and that's pretty, that's pretty darn awesome. Um, Aaron said, um, and there's nothing wrong with anyone that only wears skirts, jewelry, and prefers to be a mother that cleans and cooks, or even uh, be both on different days. Exactly. It's mm -hmm. awesome to get to choose for yourself now. I can't wait to see how it continues to open doors to all people in the future to get to be exactly who they feel inside. And that's one of the things, that's one of the reasons why I wanted to have this conversation too, is because I, I feel like there is, um, I don't know, like there's this, uh, conflict. I don't know if that's the right word, but I'm around a lot of people who have these thoughts and these feelings and these kinds of conversations. But then when we look out into society, it still is you know, where there's the traditional, um, you know, definition, if you would, of woman, of female, and that kind of thing. And you know, I went to a dictionary because judges use dictionaries. In court cases, mm -hmm. I like there was the um, good morning, Tammy. Um, there was the um, oh, I can't remember what state it was in, but there was um, a marriage. I was a transgender woman who was married to a, a, a cisgendered man, and he had died. And so, her, his children had taken her to court because they didn't think that she should. They, they were saying that the marriage was null and void, it wasn't really a marriage because of the fact that this had happened. And um, he, he looked up in the dictionary marriages between one man and one woman and a transgender woman is really a man and so this isn't a marriage. And she, yeah, she got wow. none of the inherent, nothing. And so it's just like, 
you know, so like, that's why I was kind of like, we really need to have this kind of conversation because while we have, it seems like individual people who feel this way, what do we need to do to bring that out into society and to start getting this, this kind of change happening in society? You know, I think in general, or is it happening? When it comes to legalities of everything, a mm -hmm. lot of it is set, you know, as far as dictionary definitions and precedents with, for, you know, we're in a different time. Things are, yeah. are going to change by default because right. they have to change because right. it's, a different, it's a different time. I mean, there was a time when um, just as far as who could marry who, right, right, and um, what's considered, you know, just you know, when things go all the way to the Supreme Court, it makes a difference, and that's where it's going to start. It's it's a long road ahead, right, but it's going to change because it, we're not in that box anymore, right, which I think is a beautiful thing, right. Um, yes, it is. It's a beautiful thing because my definition of woman, I think, is you know, strong, powerful, and everybody's. It's very different for, for it's very personal right. for different people, but that doesn't mean anything when you go to court. Right. You yeah, know, they're looking at a definition on paper right. that's been there since the beginning of time that has not been updated. Yeah. So, so speaking of legalities real quick, mm -hmm. my wife and I have been together 15 years. We've been legally married for oh, almost better, five. I'm like, you better get it right. <laughs> 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 almost five. And we decided to get legally married, um, not only because we love each other and we want to spend the rest of our lives together, but one of the things was the legality of it. Mm -hmm. um, my mother-in-law died of cancer in 2012. Mm -hmm. And me working at home and her living with us, I was her primary caregiver. Mm -hmm. um, so I was the one who took her to her cancer appointments and took her to you know all the doctors and took her for blood. and. Poor Christina, she had to listen to it. That's okay, it's all right. And so, <laughs> and so, one of the things that really hit home for us was that, well, you can't be here because you're not, not her family. daughter. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. And so, one of the things <clears throat> that we had to make people understand was that I'm her daughter-in-law, and for less stress on her, we just went with daughter because right. she didn't need to be dealing with all that. She had enough right. to deal with. Right. And so my brother-in-law, who I call him my brother-in-love, um, starts Republican, and I love him dearly. Hi, Jason. <laughs> but he was the one who said, if y'all want some protections, y'all need to do something legal about it. It's right. true. Yeah. Mm -hmm. it's and true. so Absolutely. that was one of the reasons why I took my wife's last name. You know, when we got married, people were like, oh, you're going to take Rebecca's last name, and no, you're going to do this, because she's the masculine one, right? Mm -hmm. And so my wife is a therapist. <coughs> By, like, the definition of her soul, she's a therapist. And so I would not strip her last name away from her, because it's counsel, and mm -hmm. that's what she does. Oh, yeah. And yeah. so, you know, for legality purposes, it's really hard, even when you're not transgender, but even if you don't look the part of what a traditional couple looks like. Right. Because we get that look all the time. Yeah. I want to echo that. I think uh, each one of us here redefines the definition of woman. Um, and I most certainly try to every day in, in the work that I do um, at school, um, in my advocacy for transgender rights and people with disabilities, um, I try to push that. I try to push that definition because I do not like, I, I keep thinking about that box. And we talked about that earlier about mm -hmm. 
being placed in that box. And for me, when you'd asked about what my definition of female was, I, I, I'm completely reminded of, of that application um, um, of, of the gender box, mm -hmm. male or female. Mm -hmm. right. It was so binding to me. Mm -hmm. um, and it always, and, and to so many trans people, so many gender nonconforming people. Yeah. Um, and and it, it, it can be very problematic and, and cause <laughs> such internal conflict, such internal pain. And so that for me was, was, was something that, yes, I carried proudly, like a badge of honor, mm -hmm. female, but at the same time, it was also very problematic. So, yeah. I mean, woman for me was something that was, you know, like I said, all-encompassing. Um, it was something that was inviting. It was where I identified in so many levels with so many other women, mm -hmm. um, different types of women. Um, and I thought that was always very important. So for me, redefining and pushing the boundaries of womanhood that is what, what, what is necessary, and that is something that I try to do every day. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And I just, like you were saying, like the whole, the checking the box. I mean, even, because um, there, are, there are times when, you know, you do have to kind of like, where you're, you're up against that. Like, um, I tried having a conversation with a friend of mine who, um, like when the whole bathroom thing came mm -hmm. up, and I, you know, just like, that's another time where I'm just kind of like, can you imagine needing to do a biological function as simple as going to the bathroom and walking up to two doors and thinking being posed to the problem of whichever door i pick i'm probably going to get the shit beat out of myself pardon myself <laughs> but i'm just kind of like i can't imagine living a life like that you know and having to have that because of who you are when you're outside of that room and being like being that woman and presenting yourself as a woman and feeling that you're a woman but then society has put something there where it's just kind of like, well, we got we to check you here. So they so, put you in the box. I know, exactly. Mm -hmm. So it's just kind of like, again, so that's why, again, it's, it's kind of important. Like, do we need to, like, how do we broaden this whole and get people more accepting of the fact that things are changing? Because, I mean, she's a um, lover, but, you know, you've got, and I've got a lot of friends who are, you know, they are the cisgender, white, Republican, whatever, but they're just kind of like my age, <coughs> a little older, um, and then older of just, you know, this is what the way things go. Culturally, this is the way things are, um, and having great discomfort with it being different, um, and why does it have to be different, and it's kind of like, because it is. We are. <laughs> I know. So, exactly. That's how change happens, though. I mean, if you think about it, all the change that has happened in this country in the last 50, 60 years yeah. it was uncomfortable yeah. right. for a lot of people. Yeah. And it's kind of like, well, that's too bad because we're yeah. here, yeah. whoever we are, right? Right. And so, you know, people, you, you learn to live with it. And then and then I think part of it is because people are so isolated. They don't know anybody right. who's transgender. They don't know anybody who's cisgender, um, you know, all the different terms. Right. A lot of people who don't know any black people still, you know, right. and so it's kind of like they're so in their box, in their bubble, because right. they don't have these people around them, right? You know, and um, that's part of the problem, right? Because the minute you're exposed to somebody other than someone like yourself, it's kind of like, oh, okay, well, they're not trying to, you know, but you're do harm to me too. necessarily. Yeah. You're, you're human, and you get to know somebody, and it's like, oh, okay, well, maybe the perspective I have was you know wrong or maybe I could change my perspective a little bit because now I'm exposed a little bit or so maybe that's there's, where, room there's room for a yeah. perspective there's room exactly they realize there's room and I think that's how change happens because yes. you know uncomfortable is not a bad thing yes. so I when I would go back and forth to Junction to see my mother-in-law 
it's a five hour drive. A lot of times we get up in the morning, we just throw on our clothes, throw stuff in the vehicle and go. So one of the things that I loved was a baseball cap and it was black and on it it said girl. But it was like a kickoff of the Phillips 66 emblem. Right. So, you know, it was kind of cool. It was orange. Um, and I love orange. And so, you know, there you go. <laughs> and so one day we stopped at Bucky's. And, you know, Bucky's has the bathrooms where you walk in. Women go this way and men go this way. Right. And I was walking into the ladies, because that's the sign and that's my gender. Right. And a lady said, oh, the men's is that way. And I said, no, I'm a female. And she's like, oh, oh, you sure are. Well, and so then she looked at my baseball cap and she said, oh, so the cap is so that people know you're a girl. Oh, my goodness. Oh, wow. And I was I like, no, the cap is because I didn't brush my hair this morning. Oh, <laughs> and so, you know, for me, that was the first time that I ever had a bathroom issue. Yeah. And so... You know, nowadays I still get looks when I walk into a female labeled restroom. And one day I walked out of a gender neutral restroom and this guy said, I thought you were a guy in there peeing because you were peeing so hard. And I was like, wow. really? What are you doing listening even, to me pee? Even our urine di dictates if we're male or female? Oh, really? Apparently. Sorry. I was like... <laughs> all, all that at comes first, down to is people are so ignorant. It's just, it's are. laughable after yes, a while. You at know, first, like, I, was, really? I was like, I can't believe he said that. And then as I was walking away, I was laughing because I was like, really? Dude, even I would have stood outside the door and went like, are you sure you're not a girl? Because <laughs> you kind of awfully quiet. You just kind of trickle. <laughs> I mean, I was like, wow. I know, like, okay, we're so like, back to normalizing. Oh, I know, sorry. Oh, so, um, my, and actually, yeah, Carol, um, she said her sister has been mistaken for a male. And she does, she's got short hair like you, she likes short hair and stuff like that. And she has, I've seen pictures of her, she's, you know, she's muscular. So, I can I'm see. I'm <laughs> But because of that, some people think that I have man boobs. I am all of it. So, yeah, I'm all about, you know, educating people yeah. on you know, what you should say and what you shouldn't say. So, yeah. so I'm going to say this. Spill it, Han. Here we go. Yes. Uh, well, no. I've been waiting question, for it. Question, actually. <laughs> I had a friend, had a uh -oh, quotation uh -oh. mark. Uh-oh. Um, she is a male transgender. Okay. And I literally put her on the spot one day because she was going to, or he was going to the gym with me. And he... I, it was not a warning because my expectation was that you're gonna go to the man locker room, and he, on the way there he go watch what people are gonna say. I'm like, what are you talking about? And then as he entered, of course, people were saying that uh, men's over there on the other side. And so I thought about it, I slept on it, and then the next morning I said, why did you follow me into the woman area? Mm -hmm. oh, and so his excuse was, oh, the man was dirty, blah blah blah. So I said, so. You pick and choose where you can go. Is it is it what you're doing? Because if you work so hard for so many years to define you as whoever you like to define yourself, yeah. Why are you picking and choosing now? But so I'm gonna okay, but okay, so I'm gonna play a little bit of devil's advocate or like the flip side of that coin is uh -huh. because again walks into the male 
locker room or whatever, but is anatomically female and is going to need to disrobe, you don't think he's potentially going to get harassed? I don't know. Because I'm like, that's, that, that's to me, I'm like, I could, like, that's where I can totally see, yeah. like, that would happen. Like, if, if he hasn't, if he hasn't had the surgery, right. and then all of a sudden he's having, I'm like, uh-uh, I'm like, I would, I'm sorry, I would have been with him, I would have walked in the place. And that's, that's mm -hmm. usually yeah. something that is extremely difficult, and a lot of people face ex um, children in, in schools. Yeah. Um, and on a daily basis, um, a lot of the bullying comes from this. Um, this is something that, that is a constant struggle, is bathrooms. Simple things yes. that we talked about earlier is just like something that is biologically natural to all of us, but is something that we carry with us on a daily basis. Um, something that makes uh, people commit suicide yeah. um, um, and, and take their lives or depression. Um, and unfortunately, it is dangerous in the bathrooms. Yeah, I can understand why your friend decided to, even though they went through that whole process, probably still found some type of, of safety in, in a women's restroom mm -hmm. as opposed to going into a male uh, men's restroom just because perhaps maybe they'd experienced something in the past or maybe had a really bad encounter that it kind of like traumatized Traumatize, them yeah. to the point mm -hmm. that yeah. they're like, you know what, I just want to feel safe. comfortable, safe, yeah. and do what I need to do. Yeah. Uh, for me, uh, the men's restroom was absolutely not an option. Yeah. Um, I could not think about going into the men's restroom. Um, anatomically, I have the features of, of, a, of a biological woman. And so for me, it is like, I, I couldn't think about it. So yeah. when this whole bathroom issue was coming into play, I was, I was concerned because I was like, how is that gonna happen? And are people really gonna stand outside the bathroom right. and check my ID? Right, um, just listen to you pee. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> So, so it really depends, you yeah. know, um, on, 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 on a personal basis. There are some people who have the opportunity to use whatever bathroom they can and, right. not, and not, have, not be harassed. And unfortunately, there are those people in the population and the community that, that cannot, that aren't, aren't afforded that, that yeah. you know, opportunity, unfortunately. But yeah, it, it's just, it depends, you know, sometimes it is a safety issue. Yeah. So let me just, Erin's um, popped in a couple times. She says, I love all these points, and it's great to start seeing less labels in younger generations. Um, we have to teach our kids that it's okay to be different. Um, that's one of the biggest changes we make daily. I'm going to come back to that point in just a second because I just, there's a little, hmm. Uh, not against you, Erin, sorry. Um, and she says, my kiddo gets called a boy, but we knock that down ASAP, hairdos. Um, clothes, style, has uh, no private parts, so it doesn't matter what you look like, it's how you feel. Want to wear glitter dresses today and long shorts tomorrow? Do it. And I absolutely agree that, like, the whole thing of that. But so, like, okay, so this is, like, one of the things where, again, maybe it's my perspective that I'm bringing to the, to the issue. Because um, it's kind of, so I watched, I don't know if you guys ever watched, like, Lisa Ling's, series i think it's called like um this is america or america this today is or this is life that's right this is life and we talked about this episode mm -hmm. so like they had an episode where it was um you know essentially like what's happening with with kids today where there's um because my niece had to like do some education with me of like pansexual and non-gender conforming and all that i was kind of because i was like so what huh um okay. like just just catch me up i'm like that's all i want to know um but then so like they're doing an episode on that and in there, they're talking about like not wanting to have the labels. Okay, but then it's kind of like, okay, but 
in a way, there is a need for labels. I think it does help um, with with understand like it gives us a frame of reference I think but then also like within this episode like they're in the room and they're talking about like not wanting to have labels and things like that and then they walk outside and there's all these stickers and you can pick which sticker you want and it's a label and so I'm just kind of like okay so like really like labels are forced onto us by society but that no because those were labels that they were picking for themselves right but if you're going to have to pick a label Mm -hmm. you want a label that identifies you Right. So that's for, what labeling. So there's not. So labels not a bad thing. So wouldn't you rather just be referred to as a female or a woman, not a cisgender, straight woman who has red hair, with glasses, who's nerdy, who has a podcast or a live stream? I mean, all of these are labels that we have to fit into so that society knows how to reference us. Right. So. But, I think that if you're, if I'm, if I'm forced to choose a label, right, I'm labeling myself. I'm labeling myself. I'm a cisgender, gender non-conforming, right, female who is a lesbian, right, who loves my wife. That's well, yeah, my label. but see, that's, but so I guess I mean, like, I see your point where you're talking about like, I have an issue with labels as in who's putting the label on me, where I'm just kind of like. But a human nature, like needing to know that this is a table and labeling it as a table, and you know who labels, people are. I think labels are needed when it comes to how we understand and communicate with each other. Right. So I think that is the basis of why we do need labels, um, because otherwise we we're going to read books by their cover and not get to know people. Because it's human nature. Because yeah. it's human nature. So in a way, we do need those labels. It's just sticking to the black and white labels that society places are what is the problem or creates a problem today. And I agree with that to a point. I think that it helps people feel safe when they can find other people with their same labels. Okay, but wait. But no, because that that is a good point. That's human human nature. nature. Mm -hmm. But here's my other thing, too, is that, though, recognizing, like, I mean, I had you guys essentially tell your labels when you introduced yourselves because that's the... That label, that is your perspective that you bring. That's the filter by which you see all of life. And so my being able to understand that that's the lens that you're looking at the world helps me interact with you, though. It helps me understand you. Like, by my understanding, you know, to some point, um, I don't want to say understanding, but kind of sort of like, the, the experiences that Leslie has had because of the fact that she's a black woman is different than the experiences that I have, like when we walk into a, a retail shop, so, you know, so that, 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 that enables me to have some empathy and things like that in situations and things. So, so her label for her is so that you can better understand her. It's absolutely. Not for, it's but, not about her and her perspective. But it is. She is who she is. Right. So her label allows you to put some perspective around who she is. So that way, but then that way I understand when, she, when we're having a conversation about something, that I understand that like when how she's gonna go to potentially a, a shop in the mall and she's gonna have somebody following her around and I'm not. And being able to recognize that and recognizing why that is the way that that is. So somebody who's pansexual mm-hmm. won't have that. Um, do y'all know what pansexual is? Oh, my niece told me and I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
so you brought me. Up, so I, I, I know. I'm like, sure I need index we were, cards so that way I can keep. I it. wanted to make sure that they were not like. Mm -hmm. Right. No, so, no, no. For, and for everybody who's watching too, like, so that may not know. Help me out. So pansexual is different for different people, right. but it is a label that somebody uses when their sexual preference doesn't depend on the other person being a cisgender, straight, female, guy, whatever. They can be... They're just attracted to whoever they're, they're attracted, attracted to. They're attracted to the inside yes. of the person. Gotcha. Okay. Right. So it's the old definition of what we used to use as bisexual. Okay. Um, and now it's drawn out to pansexual because there are more than just two genders. There are more than just two sexes. And so we had to have something that encompassed that. And so pansexual has kind of hand oh, there you go. the... Mm -hmm. See, and then like, okay, you hold yes. like, Same idea, same? Yes. Okay, okay. See, yes. when you said that though, I'm like, the little scientist in my head goes, but wait, there's only two. Yeah. No. Well, there's ways of feeling. There's different ways of feeling, but like, but the little gender is fluid. Gender is fluid, but you didn't say gender. You said sexes. And sexes is fluid. See, see, and that for me, like again, that's the little scientist going. No, there's two. <laughs> there's one that makes sperm, and there's one that makes egg, and those are that. And that is that is the scientific <laughs> organism. So I don't so fit into either one of those categories because you. I even though I'm a cisgender female, right? I can't have kids. Right. I've never had a hysterectomy. Right. But you probably produced ova. I don't know what that is. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> so, also, I probably like, blasted everybody out by leaning yeah. the microphone. So, so also, there's the thing of what people used to call hermaphrodites. Right, exactly. Right. And so, you know, they are people who have both sexes. Yeah. yeah and right. they may or may not. But so you just have said both sexes. Because back in the day, that's what it was right. concerned. Right. And so they are their own. They're not female. They're not male. They're both. They're both. Right. So that's their own thing. They could, yeah. be, they could be part of one and part of the other. Yeah. And there you go. That's more than two sexes. And so, Christina, right. what you're doing is putting everybody in the, bo the yep. box of one or two. Or two. Right. The, 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 little, the little scientist in my brain right. is doing that. I am not doing that because right. I'm an evolved human being. Well, Rebecca's saying there's, there's, <laughs> that box does not exist anymore because right. of these, you know, different yeah. variations. And so mm -hmm. now, okay, so okay, so wait, now I'm throw what, something else out. What the state of New York is doing uh -huh. is creating that avenue where they're allowing people to create to either check male or female uh -huh. or X. So there you go. Okay, so no wait. So oh, not, in okay. Europe, they were doing that as well. Oh, interesting. Sorry. You're good. Okay. Oh, Fun fact. Yes. Crap on a cracker. I had something. Wait, I'm going to read Aaron's. Aaron says, maybe labels are okay if we all accept that it can change anytime it isn't constructive. Okay, wait. That. Yes. Thank you, Aaron, because you helped me remember what I was saying. Okay, so I had another conversation <laughs> with, uh, with a mom, and she had gone to, I know, um, it's a squirrel that runs around in there. Um, I swear. Um, she went to, um, she went to like a Christmas party or something like that. And so there were, um, kids that were there, um, that, uh, you know, like in their twenties, college kids or whatever. And so she came back and she was like, do you know that the kids there got like offended when I used the wrong pronoun with them? Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, okay, which, okay. Huh. <laughs> yeah. So he was like, first of all. And so how am I supposed to know, like, don't get offended the first time I use the right. wrong pronoun, right. wrong label, 
when you haven't told me, like, how am I, how do we, you know, how do we know? How does anybody, like, me as the little white cisgendered lady sitting over here, I'm like, how do I know that you, while on the outside anatomically you look like a female, but you want to be him, his, you know, how do I, how am I supposed to know? Yeah, well, I would like to say that yeah. um, my pronouns are she, her, hers, first of all, okay. and uh, for me, uh, on the topic of labels, um, I wanted to, I, I was I, I was happy with the pronoun she, her, hers. I, I was very quiet about who I was. I wasn't an open trans woman um, until three years ago. Oh, wow. And this all happened in the course of being in, 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 at, uh, in college. And uh, we were having this conversation about transgender people, the transgender community. And for me, I was the only one in the class who was open uh, at the time, who was, you know, not open, but who identified um, and that was, um, that they were having this conversation basically and it mm -hmm. was about people in my community. Um, and there wasn't really enough conversation being had and what right. was being talked about was really textbook, um, was, was scientific if you will. Right. Um, and, and very boring in general and broad and, and <laughs> yeah. not, not in the least, um, um, relatable or, or anything close to the human condition. Mm -hmm. um, so for me, I had to be visible. I chose to take on the label of an open trans woman because I wanted to be visible not only for other trans people out there right. um, as maybe even a role model to a certain extent, but to other people to say like, look, this is a person who does um, evolve and does um, is a part of our community, right. is around us. Um, this is what this person looks like. Kayla, as herself, looks like this. She, her, hers, identifies as this. Um, and on the topic of pronouns, I would say that you leave it to the person to kind of come out and say, because they normally yeah. will. Okay. My pronouns are she, her, hers, he, he him, them, um, or they, them, theirs. It really depends. And, and a lot of times, why not just talk, ask, you know, refer to them yeah. by their name? Yeah. yeah. That, that well, exactly. So it's just, the safest thing yeah. to do. Well, it's just it was because didn't you? I think you were saying Nancy the other day when we were uh, at lunch that that's what you do now with the kids is that you're you're asking them because she has a 13 year old daughter. Um, and so you go ahead. I'm like I'm not yeah. going to talk to you guys. <laughs> <laughs> so these are conversations that we have around the table all the time um, as far as her friends go and so on and so forth. And she in her community it's it's very broad and every. She's friends with all types of people and so on and so forth. So who we meet, it becomes a, how do you want to be referred to, um, you know, who are you right. is the mm -hmm. is the question that we have to ask and that we've thought about in that way because we don't want to offend someone or refer to them in a way that they are uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. um, and so it's, but we have had an incident where, before we knew all this, <laughs> it was a, well, she, and my daughter would correct us um, or they have said something to us and so we've had the conversation with the kids themselves of don't get offended when somebody doesn't know right. you, know, right. you have to be able to let us know yeah. and that's I think that's why I was saying that labels are necessary in, as a means of communication right um, mm -hmm. because otherwise we don't know and I think it's okay it's okay if you're trying as long as you're trying and you're giving that perception of, of somebody who's who's genuinely empathetic and right. is trying, 
um, that will really resonate, that will come through. Um, and, and, and people aren't going to get it always, right? And I know that we're yeah. constantly changing, evolving things. Definitions that are, are um, in vogue today are going to be completely different 10 years from now. Absolutely, sure. yeah. Um, it's so different it's from okay. 10 years ago. Yeah, right. exactly. so that's a good idea that you say, you know, just uh, ask. Uh, right. Yeah. right. So instead of asking, what are you? Say, what is your name? Right. Because yeah. right. from there you can pretty much kind of start a conversation and getting an understanding. Exactly. Right. And yeah. on the way up here, Kayla and I were having a conversation and we totally got somebody's gender wrong without thinking about it on the way up here. I know that this person identifies as they um, and because I knew this person before they was around, they was a she. And so still to this day, I identify this person as a she and I catch myself all the time. And it's okay. And so even as somebody who is in the community, on my email signature, it says pronouns. It's not preferred pronouns, it's pronouns. Mm -hmm. Because my pronouns are who I am to my core, mm -hmm. not what I prefer. Right. And so my pronouns are she, hers, and hers. Mm -hmm. And so if somebody calls me he, okay, um, it, it's yeah. fine. I would rather they call me they than call me he if they're going to misgender me or mispronoun right. me. Mm -hmm. But still, I'm not going to get all up in your business about, I'm not a he, I don't, you know, I, I'm offended by that. I will just say, I, I am a she, and if you're going to use pronouns, I would prefer that you use she, but if you can't remember, it's okay. And as long as I don't get upset about it and I correct yeah. you as often as need be, I'm okay with that. Because it's hard. Me and my wife, we misgender our animals all the time. <laughs> all the time. Like, we're, we're like that. that. <laughs> Your friend, part of it too, even just like nicknames. You know, you grow up with somebody, you yeah. call them their yeah. nickname, and they're a, become an adult. They want to go by their yeah. actual, the actual name yeah. or what have you. Yes. And you know them as their nickname, and they're like, don't call me that anymore. I know, I mom and grandma, stop calling me Chris. Right. My so mom. It's out of habit sometimes. It's nothing, it's not, not, no offense taken, but sometimes yeah. it's just out of habit. Yeah. My family you know? is the only, and not my wife, but my immediate family is the only one that's allowed to call me by my childhood name, which was Becky. Because oh. I no longer, we've had that conversation, oh. and so I no longer so fit that. I right. no longer am a Becky. I don't look like a Becky. I don't fit a Becky. You know, my name okay. is Rebecca. And but if so, you run into somebody from your early childhood, that's what they're going to know, yes. know you for as, and, and then you so have to correct them. I have friends um, now that I've reconnected with from high school and mm -hmm. even junior high, mm -hmm. and so I've had to gradually bring them over to Rebecca. Right. Or if they want to short it, they can call me Rev. That's fine. That's what Catherine nicknamed me when we started dating. And so it's 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 hard. If, if they're being facetious about the gender, that's one thing. Yeah. But for somebody who has animals, and we've had them for quite a long time. They're not new to our household <laughs> because our animals don't play well with other animals. So for us to misgender our babies... I mean, come on, really? And we're with them every single day. And you don't know what they really prefer. I'm right? just saying. Right? That's true. By the way, Angel popped in and he said, um, I don't want to offend by using a wrong pronoun, but don't bite my head off either. And right. Exactly. And I think right. that's right. what right. Um, a lot of people, I think, like in my generation, by the way, it's all the Rebecca's, haha. Yeah. Um, that's that kind of thing. Because again, it was, it was only like your she, her, hers, him, his. 
Um, and so we didn't have the whole thing. And so I think that's where some, um, like a friend of mine had the, the incident where it had used, where they were at that party and they used the wrong pronoun and the kid bit their head off. And, and so that's where it's kind of like. For a couple, they has only been out for less than five years. Right? I didn't even know until this conversation. So, really? Well, there you go. Learn something new today. Yeah. So they <laughs> is still relatively new. Mm -hmm. And so if somebody misgenders you, just take it with a grain of salt that they're not doing it on purpose. Right. That they're probably our age, and that's probably all they knew growing up. Yeah. I mean, you know what's funny about that? You're saying it's only been around for five years. I've always defaulted to they years ago. Well, because it was grammatically if I, incorrect. If I, if I didn't know, but if I, you know, somebody I at know. work and yeah. time wasn't quite sure, it's right. like, oh, you just sometimes didn't well, know. Your, you just didn't know, literally. And so I would for just by default because yeah. I didn't want to offend. Yeah. You were ahead of the time. I guess so. Are you sober? <laughs> I mean, seriously. Seriously. In the forefront I know. All right. Well, we have been, we've actually, I've, I'm so, so I'd like just looked, I'm like, oh my gosh, we've been on for an hour. So, oh, wow. um, we oh, usually, I know we usually are only about a 30 minute show. So this has been a great conversation. Um, real quick, Han, I want to give you the opportunity since you are a location sponsor. I would love for you to please, um, tell us about and tell the audience about um, the perfect latte, like what you do here, where you're located, and you have lots of really cool events. So tell us about some of the upcoming events. Sure. Uh, so I told my, uh, my children that I didn't give birth to who work for me all the time, this place is not about coffee. It's about community, it's about people, it's about relationship, and that's what we do here. We build community, we build relationship through a whole bunch of things that we do. This kind of things, I love to have it here. I love to host, I love to sponsor. Uh, we have pet adoption events. We have event for a local business owner to come in and promote their business. And for the fun part of it, we have live music, all, pretty much all Saturday, beside a holiday weekends. And if people come in and pop up and say, hey, can I do a book signing here? I said, yeah, why not? The more the merrier. So that's what we do here. Come check us out, follow us on Facebook at theperfectlatte.com, Instagram and so you can stay update with what we do and the cool things that we bring over to the community all the time, every day. And she makes a really awesome coffee, just saying. This is uh, really, awesome. this is <laughs> really, really good. Yes, yes. tea. that's the morning mojo, yes. favorite. What did you have, Nancy? I had the macchiato, macchiato with Ethiopian beans. Ooh, that's where you get to pick your beans here. Yes, you get so to pick cool. your beans. So cool. Anybody else have anything up and coming that they want to promote, talk about? Anything, Kayla? Anything you got well, coming up? I would just like to say um, thank you for uh, letting uh, lending, um, letting us have a voice on, on this panel. Um, this is uh, ideally a voice that is usually very um, you very hear very less about, and um, so it's been really an honor for for myself and to you for myself. I don't want to be for you. <laughs> Rebecca's not honored for, at all. <laughs> to be here and to be able to share with you ladies and, and kind of open the discussion and, and just really let people know that, you know what, we're going to make mistakes. We're all human. It's okay. The world is cool out there, but it doesn't have to be. Exactly. Um, we just need to, you know, hang on to each other and, 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 and I think everything will be fine. I think so too. I think so too. Well, Nancy, Leslie, you got anything you want to talk about? Rebecca, real quick. Thank you for having us here. Thank you. Thank you. No, yeah. it's to Oh, you're talking. <laughs> <laughs> and thank Wonderful. you for allowing us to come on and Please talk about our differences with um, with different types of pronouns and sexes and the way that women define themselves today. Hopefully with this, women who are contemplating how they can define themselves differently 
we'll be able to get a better view as to it's okay to not even know how to define yourself yet. Yeah. That's something that you have to figure out for yourself. That's Absolutely. Well, that, that's what this whole, that's what every episode of the talk show is about, is really kind of looking at some of the unconscious biases that we have. Um, recognizing that we have them is part of them being able to kind of change society, which that's just, that's who I am, is like I want to make the world a better place. So, um that's what I'm trying to do here. So, and if you don't like it, so sorry. Um, <laughs> sorry, not sorry. I know, sorry, not sorry. Um, just real quick, I got a couple things that I wanted to promote with uh, Nerdy Girl Success. I've got the women's conference coming up March 8th, Friday, March 8th. That is International Women's Day. Yes. Where's it going to be at? It's going to be at the Hotel Island. Wow. I know, very nice. excited. It very is um, a women's conference. It is uh, the fundraiser for Nerdy Girl Success this year. So please, uh, if you're interested, um, let me know. I can send you the link for that. But we're going to be talking about power and money, my two favorite things. And then we also have, that's the day, that's actually going to be the day too, that the magazine, the Leadership magazine is going to be launching as well. That's a place where women who, women and girls who don't usually have a place to have their voices heard, we are putting them into that magazine so that way people can hear what it is that they have to say because they have some pretty darn amazing things to say. So thank you so much again. If you are catching it on the replay, um, Again, if you've got questions, comments, put it down there. We always converse yes. back with you. By the way, Erin um, says thank you to everyone for their views, opinions, and experiences. And Carol said, um, I've enjoyed the show. Thank you for inviting me. Of course, Carol. Of course. All right. Thank you so much. You guys have a great day. Bye. Bye. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Defining Her Story podcast. Please be sure to rate and subscribe. Five stars, always appreciated, and reviews help us get found by amazing women just like you. If you have a topic you'd like us to discuss, let us know. Just call or text us at 954-NERDGIRL. That's 954-637-3475. You can also head over to nerdygirlsuccess.com to see what events we have coming up, and be sure to check out the free membership we have for high school girls while you're there. Sign your daughter up and she'll have access to dozens of career women interviews, workshops, and more. Music for this podcast provided by bensounds.com.